from Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast. This week of Friday, December 6, 2013, is the Relevant Podcast. This week's episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create a professional website, blog, portfolio, or online store. It's easy to use. You just select an awesome design template. You start your free trial and get a free domain. And just like that, you're up and running, creating your own space online. It starts at just 8 bucks a month and includes a domain name if you sign up for a year. For a free trial, go to squarespace.com. You don't need a credit card. Just try it out and start building your website. And if you decide to purchase, use offer code RELEVANT12 and get 10% off your first purchase on new accounts. Wild. I couldn't have seen that coming. <laughs> RELEVANT12. What are we going to do back in January? Do we go back to 01 or is it 1v2? Or I saw the Twitter interaction you had yes. with one of our listeners yes. where they were trying to remember the code. Yeah. Right? But yeah. they were asking about yeah. one of our other sponsors. Right. Oh, so we were totally Audible. giving them the wrong, the wrong code all <laughs> we the way were, around. So these codes, Some other relevant got credit for that. But so also thanks you, a lot, Eddie. You can just put in relevant 12 for basically anything. <laughs> checking checking out at Big Lots. You just put in relevant 12. Pottery Barn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. anything. I think it's good to get this boring stuff out of the way before we start recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is almost as bad as a Sky Mall game, which evidently other people hated. <laughs> Jesse, that's runway behind us. And it's, it's almost like Guts references that nobody Jesse, got. Get wait a yourself. minute wait a minute <laughs> hold on wait a tick everybody <laughs> absolutely loved it squarespace.com go check it out we use it it's a good site i'm your host cameron strang and here with me in our orlando studios is eddie Koffeltz. hello nice to see you on the skype line from loverland virginia jesse carey hello hello and the newest member of the podcast crew all the way from nashville tennessee john acuff Hello, hello, hello. Oh, a third hello. <laughs> now, the rivalry continues. Over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. We have a great show for you today. Um, coming up, we have an in-studio performance by Digital Age. Neat. Digital Age being the David Crowder band minus David Crowder. And that's what they like to be called. David you know what? Call us the David Crowder band without David Crowder. <laughs> These guys were awesome. They brought us barbecue. They brought the entire staff barbecue when they came and performed. Uh, cool bands, days. if you're listening, <laughs> just FYI, Digital Age brought us barbecue. So. A- a- ethically, journalistic standards required Cameron to throw out the barbecue, but you guys appreciated <laughs> yeah. the gesture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where, hold on, where would they get the barbecue from? Uh, four four rivers. rivers. Well done. Right. Right, because they could have gone like Sunny's or something. No. It's like a oh, nice gesture, but they obviously researched. They did. Good they for asked them. around. Yeah, good for them. Uh, Who needs David Crowder? And, and also coming up, uh, Jesse talks to author and speaker Tim Elmore uh, out of Atlanta. There you go. Stay tuned for that. Seriously, let's shift gears here. Man, a lot of Guts fans out there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, there was really an outcry. I mean, the it totally trumped the question of the week, any feedback. It All was- I'm saying is you guys need to do yourself a favor. You know, n- and, and go and find some old episodes of Guts online and see what your childhood was missing. Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't our childhood. First of all, let me tell first-time listeners. Last week, Jesse had a Guts reference, the uh, the Nickelodeon show from the 90s, and, and it fell on deaf ears because 
the, those of uh, the other ones on the podcast are we, older than Jesse. And well, and we were outside playing. <laughs> we did, yeah, right. <laughs> we had friends and we were outside. I playing. was I was macking on honeys, but go on. Yeah. Dang, what so, up, Bake Off? <laughs> so so you know. Anyway, on Twitter this week, like the number one thing people were like saying, they were incredulous. That they that w- there there were some of us on the podcast who didn't know guts yeah and and that we had ripped on the uh, on the the pricing game which <laughs> deserved first of all <laughs> I mean gigantic ships was amazing right but yeah then, that was a tough huge follow. huge ship <laughs> sorry <laughs> hey Jesse I wanted to send this to you last night and I and I meant to but I was like it was like three in the morning I was laying in bed and I was on my phone and I didn't know how to afford it but on amazon i found a 4k 84 inch television that's forty thousand dollars dude with the crazy reviews and there are 328 reviews and i'm going i just saw that this morning too did you see this morning i was actually here's the thing i was actually just on amazon browsing televisions and stumbled onto it i don't know how you found it anyway 328 reviews for a forty thousand dollar TV, I'm intrigued, and so I started reading them. I got to get myself one of these. Believable, <laughs> the, they reminded me of the ships game. Yeah, it, I, I thought about bringing, doing, a, a, doing how to avoid huge ships part two, and just using that forty thousand dollar TV because those comments are truly. I mean, I think they're better than the ship comments. I would actually agree. It was it was pretty epic. And it, it, guys, just do yourself a favor. It's a it's an eighty four inch four K television on Amazon.com. Go read it. Uh, did you guys have a good uh, consumerism day? Uh, Black Black Friday? Uh, yes. Oh, also Thanksgiving? Yes, I did. Well, I, I did. Black Friday kind of ruled. We did no... I, I bought nothing. Well, I did buy something. We went and chopped down our own Christmas tree, which for people up north... Is common. Right. Chad was telling me yeah. yesterday uh, that this is just like, well, oh, this is what we do. We go up and we chop down a Christmas yeah, tree. But, it, the side but, of but you did it in Florida. We did it in Florida, which you have to drive up to Eustis, Florida, which... Just to give you context, it's uh, you know very about, very Floridian. <laughs> I don't know. There's about 30 miles of trailer parks that you have to pass through to get to use. Right, oh, and, then, and then there's. I a- see, Eddie. I was kind of picturing you just driving around town looking for like a, a pine tree in the ground and just hacking <laughs> right. it down without permission. Right. Yeah. Basically, it's not. That's, far that's how that. they do it in Florida. Right. That's how we ride. We basically just steal stuff from Park Avenue. Uh, so we went up and chopped down a Christmas tree, and it was kind of fun. That was what we did on on Black Friday. I didn't do anything uh, consumeristic on Black Friday, but over the weekend, a lot of the Black Friday deals online were still going, and then they were prepping for the Cyber Monday deals. And there was a, I did have a, a list of stuff I want to get for the office, a couple things for the house, and like, whoa, you know, they're half off. And so I actually, I, I fell prey. Yeah. But I got great deals. So I'm like, I don't feel as bad about it. But I, did anyone participate in Giving Tuesday? I didn't know there was. <laughs> I, no, I, I honestly found out that existed last night. I, I gave nothing. <laughs> it's just too late. I, yeah. g- I gave money to West Elm and H.H. Gregg. <laughs> if, if mirth counts, then I gave all day. What is, yeah, what is Giving Tuesday? It's just like to be philanthropic kind of thing? Yeah, well, there's a, there's a website, uh, and there's all these organizations and charities and nonprofits. This is this will be good information for next year for, <laughs> right. for, for listeners. Right. Yeah. I like the announcement is is a couple days after. Here's a thing yeah. that already happened. Yeah, yeah, so basically these charities what they do is they come up with a project that their goal is to get funded in one day and then promote it on Giving Tuesday and you can go to the Giving Tuesday website and use a little, you know, customized search engine to find charities or organizations that you're interested or in your area and help them accomplish the, you know, fundraising goal for Giving Tuesday. That's cool. I, I over the weekend I realized like Cohen just turned four 
and 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 this is really the first like Christmas where like yeah. it all sinks in. That's a sweet age, you know. Yeah. And so like yeah. So, so I re- we were we were somewhere and and Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer song was on playing or something and he, and I realized he doesn't know this story, you know. I mean, like he doesn't know. I mean, yeah. so so this year I was very intentional, especially this last week, very intentional <laughs> about like what 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 do I need to expose him to? What right. do I need to like you know? So so you read with? the the story of the gospel and then read him the Rudolph story, right? Well, uh, actually, I where did, did you put Jesus in the Rudolph story? I did I did like every night that we've been going to bed, I'll crawl next to him. We'll read you know the children's Bible, and I'm reading all the like Jesus being born and the shepherds in the field and all that kind of stuff. And he cut me off halfway through the one last night, and he goes. Daddy, I don't like this Bible story. <laughs> I got feel you, man. It is super boring. We'll Dad, tell me like the one about the elf who wants to be a dentist. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, man, I failed as a parent. Anyway, but like I, I am intentionally exposing him to all the claymation you know, shows oh, on Netflix yeah. and all that stuff because he doesn't know any of this. We went down to Target and I had him pick out all the decorations this year and he, you know. Anyway, I just I'm being very intentional about like you know yeah, doing yeah. the kid thing. And he picked out great stuff. I saw oh, you, you see put the a picture. picture. It's really it's good taste. It's really tasteful and thoughtful <laughs> thing. I was like, good job, buddy. Yeah, yeah. And we went to the the Christmas tree place, and he didn't want. Um, he wanted the big full tree. I mean, he knows what he wants. So yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to say no to that. Yeah, nine was, feet. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's <laughs> a huge seventy-five dollar <laughs> awesome tree. Yeah, it wasn't that much, but yeah. yeah anyway, it was fun. And I, Christmas is different when you have a four-year-old, and you know, I'm excited yeah. about that. Yeah, it's like you get to live it through him it's so fun it's really cool uh, have you ever read the Jesus storybook bible uh, the one that Zach Van Dyke keeps yes. referencing yes no I have not is that, that good that one has a not boring Christmas version in it okay I, good I know the one you're probably reading I'll get you the Jesus storybook bible we have a bunch of I know them. the one you're probably reading NIV it is boring <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all Eugene Peterson for my kid it's uh, the message but no no it's a kid's bible actually it's um, uh, Roma Downey from the Touch by an Angel sent Cohen a box of Kids stuff that she. Oh, jeez! Yeah. Even Cohen is getting hand carved things in Bethlehem. Yeah, yeah. Starting Roma down. Touched by an angel literally touched his Bible. Yeah, yeah. No, no. She they she did a thing called Little Angels, like a kids series, like videos mm-hmm. and music and books. And she sent him a big box of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's this Little Angels kids Bible. It's really well done and very short stories. And yes. he just. I think I tried to do too much. I think I did like five in a row, mm-hmm. and he was just like, by the end of it, he was like, come on, Dad, seriously. Yeah. You know? hey, did, did, did his Roma Downey book come with your season eight box set of Touched by an Angel DVDs <laughs> that just came out? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm exposing him to Touched by an Angel as well. <laughs> yeah, he's going to love that. Yeah, Dr. Quinn sent my kids some books, so that was really cool. <laughs> and the Sacred Heart Collection necklace. Yeah, It was really sweet. They loved it. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Music coming out on Tuesday, December 10th. Not not too much. Childish Gambino is coming out, uh, otherwise known as uh, the guy from um, Community. Community. Um, Daniel or no, Daniel Glover, Glover, right? Danny Glover. Oh, no, it's not Danny Glover. It's, is it's Danny, Danny Glover? Glover. No, it's uh, that can't be his name. He's too old for this. It's his son. Savion? It is Donald. Donald, Donald. Glover. Is it his son? It is no. not oh. his son. Donald Glover's son. No, Danny Glover's Danny son is Glover's Donald. Son. It is not your life. He's a childish He's Gambino. smiling. He's smiling. I'm pretty sure there's some truth to this. Donald Glover, the no, guy from uh-uh. Community, is Childish Gambino. That is true. Okay, that's the first thing I didn't know, which is interesting. 100%. Huh. That's true. Oh, but we don't know their relationship. He's childish. looking it up. He's Hold looking on. it up. Here we go. There's no way. The man that was in Lethal Weapon is his child, Childish Gambino. For, first of all, Lethal Weapon. Do you remember Lethal Weapon 2? Yeah. Where they come running out of the exploding building that <laughs> falls apart. Yeah. That was the Orlando City Hall. Did you know that? I did know that. Uh-huh. And I was there. 
they, they, How did you get out alive? They, well, I wasn't in the building. <laughs> God, I'm so glad you're okay. They were, they were, you know, movie set. They were going to demolish the building, and so they're like, we'll make it the opener of this movie. And so uh, Orlando knew about it, and so we all like were hanging Good thing. out. Yeah, hold on, what? Our building <laughs> just exploded. Our, that was our city hall. We didn't get our files out. No, so, so, so uh, we all you could go down and like hang out downtown and watch the city get or the building get imploded, but it kept delaying, delaying, delaying. It finally happened about four in the morning. Huh. So okay. what what you see happening on the movie happened about four in the morning, and there was how, one how would you have liked to run yeah, right across the shot? Because they only get one shot at them, right? You know? you and, and then camera just is sprinting across the screen. Because <laughs> you, you know you'd make it in the movie at that point. You just photo bomb, and you're kind of soft showing across there like a cane and a top hat. <laughs> I'm gonna be in Lethal Weapon too. <laughs> it's like the, the movie producer like we got two options here: we either leave this dude in the top hat in the shot, right. or, or we wait like another two years so they're blowing up a big city hall. Somewhere. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my ragtime guy. And the producer, like, do we explain that guy or just hopefully people don't see it? No, we, don't explain we it. We just don't even worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. It's Lethal Weapon. I'm not too worried about so it. So now you can go to IMDb. Cameron has one movie credit oh, Kid in Lethal Weapon 2. Top that guy. Hey, Lethal guy, Weapon 2. Can I give a Donnie Glover update? Okay. Uh, Donnie it's not, Glover he was born in an Air Force base. His father is a retired postal worker and his mother is a retired daycare <laughs> provider. His parents were also foster parents and JWs. So assuming that he was a son and, of. And, uh, J. Danny Glover. Is that racist? I don't know. Is that racist? I think that you just said it makes it, but I think it was just I think it was because I had the same name. Yeah, I was thinking more because they had the same last name. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of people with yeah. the last yeah. name. Yeah, if it was like, is he related to Morgan Freeman? Then you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you had started with that. <laughs> hey, is JW a thing we say now? That's like a shorthand? JW? What does it mean? John, I, I think, I mean, if you remember correctly, I did refer to DC Talk as DCT, so I am the expert. You got on. no time. <laughs> I guess when you have three names, you're just all about saving time. <laughs> yeah, hey, how did you make that decision? Why it's didn't you just DJ go by Chad? Name. It's his DJ name. Is it because you planned to be an assassin? It's, it's because when I was growing up, Chad Michael Murray was very popular. And so the girls <laughs> no. thought that Chad Michael... No, no I'm totally <laughs> kidding. I'm totally <laughs> kidding. No, you're not. I'm nope. totally kidding. It's stuck. But I, have, but I have been approached by Chad Michael Murray's team in uh, in hopes of buying ChadMichael.com, which I do own. And, uh, is, is that and real? I'm, so, and I'm, how I'm holding out. I'm his holding star, out until Left Behind comes out. Because like, his on, star hold on, hold on. is only rising. Hold really? on. I have to, we have to separate truth <laughs> yeah, from fiction here. Clearly, you've waited. <laughs> uh, clearly, waiting was a good decision. Did they truly approach you? Yes. Is it too personal to ask how much they asked no, for? No, just do it. There were three zeros in there. I would have said sold right now. You they were, were they were up and you're like a grand or two for it? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's like nothing much. You think it's like, going to no. be worth more later like when he hits He's hits starring with Nicolas Cage in Left Behind. <laughs> <laughs> How can your star not go up? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but so it's always been a choice to go by all three names, huh? No. I Actually, I did it when I started playing music back in the day. It's cool. I think yeah. it's very neat. Yeah. It's his so. DJ name. No, yeah. Chad, Chad, in the town I grew up in, it was there was a large Portuguese community, and there were a lot of kids named Michael Braga. It was just a popular name, so they all added their middle initials. So it was Michael A. Braga, Michael T. Braga. So I just thought, maybe you grew up where there's a large percentage of Chad Snavely's. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, speaking of Michael W., I okay. Last I, night. I call him Smitty. Yeah, just, you can you can just call him. That's w. like the perfect segue. Speaking of Michael, speaking w, of Mike Smith. So la- last night I'm up in the attic getting a few last Christmas decorations you had kind of down. A strange night, didn't you? Is that a bar or is that a literal <laughs> attic? I was up in my attic. Wink. No, I really was. I was up in my attic anyway. So and, and I was getting a couple. I was getting a couple of last Christmas decorations down, and I found a box of photos, like crammed full of 
thousands of photos I didn't, I didn't know existed. And it was all my photos from the 90s. And so I, fa- I like... Were they know, all Polaroid? No, but... You know, do you remember the 90s when you had to... Pr- no, he doesn't. He was yeah, watching Agrocrack World guns. or something. So in the 90s... We I had- actually do remember the 90s because I made a guts reference, so continue. <laughs> it was very popular. So when, in the 90s, you took a picture, you had to get it printed. I remember right. those okay. things. You take it to yeah. Walgreens or... Yeah. yeah. And then, and then like, if you... Do you remember the era when, like, those panoramic prints were a big deal? I spent $500 for a Canon camera that had the panoramic too. Oh, yeah. So I so have cool. all these pictures from, like, 97 to 99 of me uh-huh. and, like, Christian music celebrities, and they're all, like, panoramic. I saw stuff. the Jars of Clay Did one. see the Jars yeah, one? That's, that's amazing. Cool. Okay, so I also found a... a uh, it was, like, a 5 by 7 promotional photo of Michael W. Smith from probably 97. Yes. And he wrote on it and right Silver mar- silver marker. It is going to go right there. That is amazing. It said, thanks, Cameron, Michael W. Oh. Like, he wrote on it. And I was like, I don't know what I did that he's thanking me for, but this is pretty amazing. Wow. And I got gum on it. Apparently, there's gum on the picture. So, anyway, we should That could it. be Smitty's gum. I would really, really yeah. like yeah. to have yeah. some of those right there. Thanks, for the, gu- really thanks for the gum, Cameron. Yeah. 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 Here it is back. Yeah, I shared it with him at a concert. Thanks, Cameron. Hey, you want to hear uh, You want to hear the creepiest thing in the world? So, we moved into our house, which our house is haunted. We can get into that maybe next Halloween or something, but we live in a terrifying <laughs> home. Um, but, so, <laughs> I'm climbing up into the attic for the first time. And uh, I look, uh, I look to my left, and there is a single white child's patent leather shoe. Nope. Yep. yep oh yep. my gosh! <laughs> the creepiest thing you could possibly find. I mean, it w- and it was clean. Like the whole attic's like dusty, but it's clean. And I seriously it was just like, absolutely not. And I climbed right back down. And then like, like two you months. You put a padlock on the outside of like the attic. Like, okay, but this is, this is why I'm weird. Like I still won't touch it. Like I've had to go in the attic to like wire junk up before oh, and man. store old boxes and stuff. Every once in a while, late at night, you hear a foot tapping. Yeah, and oh, <laughs> just the shoe. It's so, so creepy. I, my, it's creepy. This house. Uh, Eddie told me last night that somebody was murdering his driveway before they bought the house. Yep, yep, yep. When I ah, was driveway, I can handle. That's just your driveway, right? Because yeah. we were afraid when we because I was googling our address before we bought the house and. In our county, unsolved mysteries is there is an unsolved mystery st- still. I was and uh, that happened at our house. Like I was murdered in the driveway, but yeah, we were worried that it was like inside because we don't want to be putting like our you know little baby to bed and then we feel like a cold wind rush through the room <laughs> or something. You know? like, yeah, you just hear a whisper. Where's my other shoe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to tap dance with one foot. Yeah. <laughs> Bree and I had a totally tasteless party for a couple of years on the day that he was murdered. (laughs) 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 Just because we were like, this is ridiculous. So we called it, we called it the murder ranch and had a party. And then like after, after two years, we had that reaction. So we did it for two years. It was funny. And everybody brought over like their best, like death inspired thing. We're like laughing off. And then after the second year, we were like, Hey, this was a real person. Here. Yeah, this is absolutely terrifying. This is like somebody. Yeah, yeah, this is somebody's had, son. Yeah, we had yeah. my brother oh. lay in the driveway and do an outline. Oh, of it. Yeah. oh. dude. Yeah, it's this, weird that's... that you would be worried about being haunted when you respected the dead. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, Eddie, you have asked for any sort of haunting that your house has. You have literally invited. Uh, yeah, then we. Realized... It's like in a movie when the guy busts out like a Ouija board or something to contact the dead. Yeah, you have done far worse than that by taunting. Uh, yeah, dead. we have taunted the dead. <laughs> So I'm well, just, Eddie, the Eddie, poor, the poor victim with one patent leather shoe. You oh. sicko! <laughs> I was in New Orleans this weekend, and and we're walking around the French Quarter, and there was like you know apartments above the street level, you know, mm-hmm. and there was a sign that was hanging, and it said apartment for rent, and it had a phone number, and then there was a, a thing added onto it, and it said not haunted. 
Oh well, that's like it's an actual literal selling point in the in the heart of New Orleans. <laughs> well, that, like, this that place is, is not very haunted. haunted. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's got one and a half bath. It's got a, a good view. You know, you got access to the gym. Oh, and this one's not haunted. Yeah, so, so don't worry about that. It's like when you when you when you do like the little real estate like finder on the internet for New Orleans. You check all the boxes. You know, single family, duplex. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and check the not haunted. Not box. haunted. It's an actual <laughs> category in real estate. In New what Orleans. if you, there was one that was like hot ghost? <laughs> like, like it is haunted, but but, it's, but you're gonna kind of it's kind of awesome. Though. If it's you're kind of lonely, I mean, you know, somebody <laughs> to talk to. I guess I don't know. we had we lived in an apartment that was from like the 1920s, and we shared like the top floor was the people that owned it, and the bottom floor was us. And there, the basement had like a wooden wall between us, and it was so creepy. And there was a room with a new padlock and scrawled in giant handwriting. It said, "Keep out." And I asked the lady one day, like, what is that? She was like 80. She goes, oh, that's nothing. That's got a dirt floor in there. I was like, better for burying bodies. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. terrified yeah, me. That's just where we keep the old residents. So you, nev- you never tried to bust open the lock and just kind of no, check it out? No, her son was like 6'8". And was just like this giant of a man. And so anytime I went and did laundry, I imagine, you know, the hands coming through the wall to pull me in. Like, oh, yeah. And his name's Lenny. (laughs) Jesse, don't you have a secret compartment in your closet that you've never gone into? No, he got into it. I did. Unfortunately, I, I was one day moving some stuff in a closet and there was a tiny door. I mean, like like a two feet by two feet with duct with tape all around the edges. And for a while, I just let my curiosity get the best of me, you know, <laughs> and I was just had become convinced it's a gateway to Narnia. Um, <laughs> but eventually I did open it. It was just some pipes. <laughs> <laughs> that was so, such a so disappointing story. <laughs> it was just some pipes. But, <laughs> in your, <laughs> but in your mind, didn't you want it to be like the clock in Webster? Yeah, I mean, it could have literally been anything back there. Just like John's. I mean, thankfully, he didn't have a padlock and say, keep out, because I probably would have heeded the advice. But it could have been anything back there, you know? Anything terrible. Hey, well, I feel like I just, you find a secret door in your house, you're probably best just to leave it alone. Right. I'm not going to apologize for having an imagination. That's what I used to always say to my wife. Right. She'd be like, why are you freaking out? And I'd be like, because I am creative. That's, <laughs> That's who I am. Hey, uh, what were you doing in New Orleans? I was there for our friend Donald Miller's wedding. Yeah. Ooh, tell us about the wedding. Uh, the wedding was awesome. He married an uh, um, incredible girl named Betsy. She, her family is from Covington, Louisiana, like 30 miles north of New Orleans. Hmm. And um, huge family. So what I assumed the wedding would be like would be kind of like the CCM celebrity gathering of the year. And it wasn't. Oh, bummer. We it had was, that in our head. That was exciting. It so was, it Mike was, Smith wasn't there. <laughs> no, he wasn't. It was a, it was a family gathering. That's and, and the 12 of us who weren't in the family mm-hmm. felt like outsiders. Like we were crashing a family event, which right. was awesome. And awesome for Don and mm-hmm. awesome. You know what I mean? Like he joined a family that just loves him. Was it mostly Huge the folks that had gone up to like the... The retreat thing at Bob Goff's place. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, that's who. That's sweet. It was like it was like people that Don was people at paddleboard. Really, yeah, honestly, people that Don was really close to and like doing life with, and then family, and that was it. And it wasn't a who's who of Christian industry or church world. It really wasn't. I was so it was just really cool. It was that's awesome. sweet. Yeah, it was good. We were just there for a couple days. That's it was really fun. nice. Yeah, it was what did fun. you get him? Oh, good question. A gift card to Williams Sonoma. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Chad, let's replay that. Let's get it. Yeah, what did you get? Yeah, him? Let's try that again. It traveled well. I don't know. No, I mean, I didn't. I didn't. Hey, I didn't want you to. You just spent this time saying what a beautiful, amazing friendship <laughs> moment it was, and you got him what you get the aunt you don't really know. Yeah. Here's a gift card. You go. Where's the Noma gift card and whatever I got left on this on these this uh, Wawa card? Here. <laughs> good for at least the case that he had. I I literally was texting people before you know like a couple days before I left. And I was like, what, wait, what? I don't. Like what do you get? Like what am I supposed to get? Yeah, you know. And uh, I hope they I hope they get something good at Williams Sonoma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get, that, get that mixer at twenty dollars is going to go a long not, way. Hey, hey, I know. You I didn't wait for the twenty dollars. <laughs> I, I knew you wouldn't be able to hold on to that. All right. <laughs> Let's just say it was as much. My gift card to Williams Sonoma was as much as Chad Michael Murray would pay for his own <laughs> URL. <laughs> <laughs> well, today, today, today what yeah. might be a fun Before game would be to starts. guess the price of a gift card. Just all of us guess <laughs> prices. Might be really nice. Uh, we're in the middle of entertainment releases. Here we go. Oh, oh, are the we? Music also coming out. Uh, <laughs> Kate Nash, uh, Half Faith with Kate Nash this Christmas is the name of it. Half Faith with Kate Nash. Daughter this of Graham Nash. Uh, I think that's racist. Uh, also uh, coming Danny out, Glover. R. Kelly. With, You're thinking of Steve Nash. R. Kelly. Keep going. R. Kelly is coming out with black panties. Black panties. I don't want to talk about this. That's racist. Next. Um, that's it for music. Gross. Movie releases coming out Friday, December 13th. Uh, the Hobbit. The Desolation of Smog. That's what it's called. And not, it's S M A U G, Smog. How much of this movie will be one long scene at The Hobbit's house where they show up for dinner, make dinner, sing about dinner, yeah, clean right. up after dinner, yeah. and then sing about dinner again? Right. It's you sorry. sound a little bitter about this. It was like 45 minutes of the movie, was that dinner scene. It's starring Ian McKellen and Martin Freeman, who I believe is the son of Morgan Freeman. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, Saving Mr. Banks, which looks awesome. And yeah, Thompson, Tom good. Hanks, yeah. Colin Farrell. That looks amazing. I'm excited about that. Uh, American Hustle, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Bradley Cooper, Christian Bale, and Amy Adams. It's a David O. Russell movie. That looks good. Star, star every, everything he's done is pretty good. T- uh, also coming out, Tyler Perry's uh, Medea Christmas. Who's in that? Tyler Perry. <laughs> <laughs> and last and, oh, this is sad, Hours, starring Paul Walker. I know. Yeah. He recently deceased, Paul Walker. Somebody told me he was a Christian. I I had read that, too, that uh, I guess he he grew up in a Mormon family, but went to like a Christian high school and and later in life said that he considered himself a Christian. Hmm. Yeah, that's what somebody told me. Eddie, are you going to have a party at your house Every day on the day. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Eddie. Soon. Can I, Eddie, can I that's tell you horrible. that? Can I, no, I'm not. But can I tell you, honestly, the moment that I found out I was <laughs> looking at the news and I just saw the headline, I didn't see the picture. I thought it was J.J. Walker for a second, the guy from uh, uh, what's, what's, happening? what's Happening. What's Happening. And I was like, oh, no, I love that guy. He's so funny. And then it was Paul Walker. And I'm like, oh, that's still really tragic. But I'm glad J.J. <laughs> Walker's all right. <laughs> I was like, I'll be honest. The, when I saw the news, you, Cameron was the first person Whoa. I thought of because I mean I love Fast Cameron and, and I had shared a moment this summer where we went and saw the, the latest Fast and Furious and yes. there were moments where we were standing in the theater applauding and cheering <laughs> no. literally, oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah dude seeing a Fast and Furious movie on opening night with a packed house oh. is unlike any other experience because the people who were there on opening night elevate it to a yeah. level that you can't get when you're just watching the, there the, were people hooting and hollering 
as the opening credits, credits. were rolling. They, there was <laughs> cheers when the title came on the screen, like <laughs> roars. And then there are moments like during scenes where there's chases and whatever that people were like, you know, obviously talking back to the screen the whole time, but like standing up and like doing the Arsenio yeah. whooping and you all that him, stuff. You get him, yeah, yeah, yeah like that, that kind of stuff. Crazy, it was yeah. awesome. That's really. That's I've like never had an experience like that in my life. Before. And then you guys all go out in the movie theater parking lot and check out each other's like lowered Acuras, <laughs> yeah. hey, spinner rims. Yeah. I'll tell you when I came home from watching Tokyo Drift, I I tried to drift into my driveway, and <laughs> you were driving an it, SUV, it, right? Yeah, it didn't go very well. <laughs> you flipped it. You flipped it. <laughs> it was a tragic night, in my neighbor. Okay, hey, that's a good question. What's a cheese? you love like if you said fast and furious was like what's another one that you're like it's not a film but you love it yeah well, I, like a guilty pleasure yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine, mine is fast and furious i hate all those action type movies and i love that franchise for some reason all right all right fine mine's glee Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I said I a movie. Oh, come on. <laughs> really? I do. I get sucked into that show. I had a friend. Uh, Is it the plot that sucks you in? Stop me if I... Okay, we've talked about this, John. I was actively... No, seriously, Eddie. What's yours? No, seriously. I was actively invo- involved in show choir. Uh, in- <laughs> I hate this junk in high school. And uh, when they do their little songs, it's so good. So I like it. I get sucked in. I don't know what it is. I freaking love Glee. <laughs> wow. John, what's yours? I would say the... Uh, the oh, what is it like Leatherwork or something awesome? No, the Vin Diesel movie, Pitch Black, and uh, what's it? Oh, Chronicles of Riddick. I oh. love those movies. Huh. I thought you were going to say Triple X. No, I mean I'm not like I don't hate that one, but like triple X, triple X. When that last scene where that robot laser gun was flying down the river, I was just like, it looks so dumb. I was just like, okay, that took me out of the movie. But triple X, I saw opening night with a packed house, kind of like a Fast and Furious experience, mm-hmm. and it had like I enjoyed it yeah. for the ridiculousness that it was until the end. But you know. I just like thinking that like at some point Vin Diesel was named something else, and then like one day he told his friends like. Hey, my new name is Vin Diesel. Yeah, he's like, like Vincent Smallwood or something. Yeah, yeah and that's like, just a funny listen, thing. Would, to think I think about, I'm thinking about changing my name. Something like with a high octane gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> ethanol. But like, what about Vin Ethanol? No, no, that's not. Good. <laughs> no, no, it's close. It's close. close. That's but, close. I like. I like where you're headed. Yeah, corn futures are down. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think there's a lasting staying power with that name. Like if Jesse one week was like, "Hey, Cameron, when you introduced me today, my name is Max Powers." Well, you're like, oh, actually, okay. Actually, how did it go when you started telling people to call you Chad Michaels, namely? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was, it was fantastic. They were like, oh, like Chad Michael Murray? That's did you so go- cool. <laughs> when, I, when I went to college, like, no, I went to a college that was halfway across country, and nobody knew me. I had no friends go there. I literally had that moment sitting in my dorm room the like first I could night. Be anyone. I could be anyone. Yeah. How do I want to reinvent myself? Oh, like, if I ever room. wanted to be like, uh, uh, yeah. you know, have a nickname, yeah. I could just like, like use it. Like Cam Diesel. It's, it's like time to start practicing that British accent. Totally. <laughs> uh, yeah. My biggest regret is picking Eddie and not switching over in high school. To Dude, Edward? Edward. Edward. Yeah. That's Way your biggest name. regret in life. Yeah, I've had a pretty good life. I mean, like, I'm like pretty, the, you know like what the, your biggest regret could that, be? What, number two is those murder, those tasteless murder parties. <laughs> I would say that is a number two regret, actually. And, and Making actually, number, fun of the dead? Number three is sharing not only that, but glee on this show today. <laughs> I had nothing. So, not so sticking street. with Eddie, making fun of the dead, sharing glee with the public. Okay. <laughs> I have it. not upped my street cred here today. <laughs> Uh, just yeah, you're a glee loving murder uh, humorist <laughs> with a child's name. A murder humorist with a child's name. I really wish I would have heard John say movie <laughs> and just stayed out of it. <laughs> Jesse, what's your favorite movie guilty pleasure? 
Oh, movie or just well, movie. I don't. Here's the thing: I don't really have like guilty pleasures. Like you have no conscience. I I'll just watch them and enjoy them, not really have any shame. <laughs> like I'll sit there, like three hours have gone by, and I watch like those prepper shows. You know, like on the Doomsday Preppers. Yeah, and it's like oh. <laughs> I have no shame having just spent three hours of my life watching that, as opposed to like The Wire or something. I got the same out of it, you know, or, or reading I, a book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah I like that your intellectual solution was the wire. Like you didn't go book. <laughs> yeah. The wire is as intellectual as I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, I'm like multitasking. I'm like playing a game on my iPad or something. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for your entertainment releases, Jeez. guilty pleasures, murder celebrations, wedding update, and oh, glee, <laughs> and other things. Uh, stay tuned. Up next, slices. Portions of this week's podcast are brought to you by Immersion, three and six month missions programs from Experience Mission. Leave behind everything that's familiar, travel to radically different cultures, embrace the local way of life, discover your calling. Immersion invites young adults to serve in communities in Africa, Latin America, and the Caribbean. It's an opportunity to challenge your faith, go beyond a short term experience, and learn how to make missions a lifestyle. Learn more about upcoming summer and fall immersion terms at experiencemission.org slash immersion. You're listening to The Rosebuds. The song is When It's Cold. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Hillsong with the song Born is the King. Parentheses, it's Christmas. Okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? Okay, so uh, recently there has been uh, a, a mystery person or mystery persons going around the country and leaving very generous tips. And this comes on the heels of a couple of uh, tip controversies where some people in the service industry, uh, there was at least one story that was true where one of the, the waitresses was, was gay and um, instead of giving a tip, you got sort of a hateful note that said, we're not going to tip because we don't agree with your lifestyle. Then another waitress uh, had a similar story, but she ended up, it uh, came out, was making it up. So it just was sort of these kind of negative stories, often involving Christians and leaving tips. Well, uh, last week, uh, it was posted online that someone was going around and leaving humongous tips. Like one tip was as big as $10,000. Uh, overall, they left about $60,000 worth of very generous tips for, for waiters in restaurants around the country. And they only signed the receipt with the signature tips for Jesus. Wow. So there was someone going around leaving these uh, very generous tips, often unsolicited. They didn't really say anything to the waiter or service person, but for thousands and thousands of dollars, sometimes on big tabs, sometimes on relatively small tabs. Uh, so just last week on Wednesday, uh, they, they may have unmasked who it is, but it's still relatively a mystery because they're not sure. They're saying it could be a former VP at PayPal who cashed out years ago and is now just uh, wanting to do something unique and good with his money. But it could be multiple people now. All they know is that at restaurants around the country, 
there are people, there is a person or people leaving very, very generous tips with the hashtag uh, or with a, a signature tips for Jesus. In the signature, they write tips for Jesus? So like- they actually write uh, the at sign tips for Jesus. It goes to an Instagram account where it has pictures of the receipts. But they pay it. Yeah, yeah, they pay it. Okay. Hmm. So it's not like because there's not a real signature on it, they can't process the. Yeah, yeah, no, no, they're legitimate. All of them, to to my understanding, have been cashed. So they made an Instagram account so they could kind of get credit for all this. I mean, but, it's like, isn't that the antithesis of what Jesus yeah, would have done? That's... Well, well, the the reason behind the the Instagram account, it had no identity attached to it. There was no person attached to it. I think it was more or less to. Uh, possibly inspire other people to do the same. You want it to go viral, Cam. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So so it didn't have any person attached to it. The per- the person behind it was still a mystery. It's just now coming out that people suspect it's this guy, uh, Jack Selby, uh, who's a former PayPal VP, but he hasn't taken any credit for it. It's just now people are suspecting it from the description that uh, some of these service people have given of what the customer looked like. Well, that's cool. Good for him. Yeah. So if you're, if you're a waiter or waitress, who knows? Maybe you'll get a $10,000 tip very soon. Awesome. Uh, what do you have, Eddie? The uh, 2013, you know, those end of the year lists are coming out, the top 10, this, that. And I get sucked into those. I don't know why. So I brought one of those uh, end of the year lists. And this one's kind of fun. It's Yahoo's uh, uh, 2013. Yahoo, by the way, is a, is a search engine. It's a lot like uh, Bing. So if you've ever heard of it. And it's uh, the 2013 Obsession Ranking. So it's the top obsessions on Yahoo of 2013. Some of these I never had, I had no idea what they were. Uh, but I'll start from from uh, number ten. Okay. Okay. Uh, number ten is bit strips. Never heard of it. Did anybody know what that is? No, okay. no idea. Okay. Is that something think- you put on your face and it like removes? Blackheads? No, it's like those cartoons that people can make of themselves. Oh, I hate those. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're terrible. So that was number 10. Uh, number 9 was a selfie. I've heard, I've heard of that. That I've heard of. Yes. And number, ten, number 8 was a rainbow loom. I have oh, those at our house. So yeah. this is like what people if are searching daughters. for, wanting to know about. Yeah, I had to look it up, but I've seen... Oh, John. You have one, John? Uh, no, if you go to elliebands.com, it's my daughter's bracelet site. She's balling. Oh, really? That's wow. That's neat. And it's Yeah, like, she's oh, made so much money. It's like I, I actually am interested in that URL, uh, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, are you in Left Behind? Because I could sell it, but I want to wait till that moment. <laughs> Smart move, so she, John. She makes those bracelets. Oh, that's really neat. So, does she make them or just sell the supplies for? She them? makes them. Oh, she cool. had a kid. She hired a kid at her school. He outsourced them. She because the demand was so high. Wow. So, yeah. Tr- truly, can I? Uh, how many has she sold? Or like, what is she? She's probably sold. I don't know. She's probably made. Three grand? She's probably sold, I don't know. She's, are you serious? How old is she? Maybe sold 500, 700, I don't know. Wow. Something like that. <laughs> Holy smokes, man. Yeah. She's got like a real little closet industry happening. Is that a sweatshop? Is that child labor? No, is that's that okay? child awesome is what that is. <laughs> okay. Hold on, what's it called? I'm looking it up. What are, what are you going to do? Tell, Cameron? going to tell? <laughs> it's ellybands.com if you look it up. Oh. Um, going there right awesome. Now. I was going to go there right now, but then I forgot I'm in the middle of a slice. So I'll yeah. do that during your slice. Um, so <laughs> the next one is uh, Snapchat. Oh, uh, yeah. I just signed up for that last week. 
Because no, here's the thing. I thought it was ooh too, and Cameron. I was with an age-appropriate friend at the Magic game, and he was saying like, "No, Snapchat's great, it's hilarious." And I was like, "I don't know, man. I think it's all for inappropriate stuff. Otherwise, why would he's you like, want to delete?" He's it? like, "No, no, no. Yeah, it is. You know." And, and so here's the deal. Yeah, so, so I signed up, and and actually, my funniest friends are the ones who send stuff all day long, and it's really funny stuff. Uh, the next one I I'm going to say, and I just we cannot have conversation about it is twerking. Oh. Next, the new hundred dollar bill. Oh yeah, I got some at the casino the other day. Oh, good for you! I have not seen one yet. <laughs> they're um, they're really weird looking. They're, the... they're cartoony. The faces are huge. The you know they went like five years ago. The faces got bigger. Yeah, they're bigger again. Really? Wow. Yeah. How is that more secure? They're just well. There's stuff woven into it. You know what I mean? There's like more checks and balances on the fiber. But I mean, the design looks very different. Ellie's got a lot of those hundred dollar bills. She does. <laughs> rolling in them. Hey, yeah, the stats. kid she hired, she hired this kid to make some, and he goes, "I'm going to either buy more rubber bands or a frog this weekend." And she goes, well, "Remember, a frog won't make you more money. Rubber bands will." Like she's a hustler. Yeah, wow. like, she is impressive. the future of the Acuff brand. Yeah, she's wow. she's pretty uh, she's pretty crazy. All right, uh, the next one is, and I'm sure Chad, you'll have a lot to say about this. Fifty Shades of Grey casting. Oh yeah, your beard has Fifty Shades. Of That's Grey. right, it really does. Oh clever. <laughs> uh, the next one is The Walking Dead uh, slash Zombie Apocalypse. Yeah. I've never seen Walking Dead. Is it about zombies? I don't do zombie stuff. Yeah, uh, I'll do murder parties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm more into actual death. Like, does someone really die in The Walking Dead? Like an actual person, somebody's son? Not, not interested. <laughs> not interested. That's that's more number, my speed. Number two, Cameron, you'll be interested, of course, is Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. Big year for Breaking Bad. And the number one obsession of 2013, somebody guess it. Come Miley on. Cyrus. Close, man. Who's well, twerking? She was the top she was the top search. This is like the full like they're everywhere. Duck Dynasty. Really? Uh, Duck yeah. Dynasty. What is this about? You ever watched I, it? I have never seen You're it. You're a Christian. It's like you have to. <laughs> I'm sorry. You work I, at I, a I church, gave, Eddie. I gave my heart to Jesus. I did not know that there was more than that. <laughs> what is next? What do I It's a show about is it, it's reality. No, it's it's not. <laughs> I mean, it's but it's, based, it's, it's, it's a scripted, well, semi-scripted reality show. Yeah, I mean, like all of them, but right. But yeah. it's this family in Louisiana that that made duck calls. They had they on like the outdoor channel and stuff. They did like little like how-to videos and stuff like that. And their personality was funny. And they they went to or Amy went to them and said, you know, we want to do a show, but we don't want it to be about hunting. We don't want it to be about whatever. We want it to be the personalities of the family mm-hmm. and family life. And so it's just that and. They're they're strong believers, and they end every show around the dinner table saying a prayer, and it's very Walton esque in that sense. And it's nice. Um, it, it is a positive portrayal of Christians. They are funny, and it's they love each other, and it's a strong you know positive portrayal of a Christian family. That seems like a good. And thing. they happen to be very very wealthy from selling hunting stuff Duck, to hits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they sell they it. sell these rubber band bracelets that just <laughs> gone off. <of> <laughs> That's unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I won't do the top search news story because they're all a bummer. The top searches overall are all girls, and it's all ridiculous. Uh, but the top why questions of 2013, the top questions that people have submitted to Yahoo, I'll do this quick. Is uh, number five how to take a screenshot, which is just dumb. <laughs> 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 number four was why only six jurors in Zimmerman trial in the Zimmerman trial, like. 
Wow. Number four? Number four. Of all the questions now, in the maybe world. Maybe this is the number four thing that people search for on Yahoo. Like, we're, so there's 17 people. Again, that people. could be like, yeah, Bing. three yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, number three, one is Thanksgiving, <laughs> which I love. Uh, <laughs> number two, what is twerking? And number one, uh, who wins The Bachelor? The number one question on Yahoo was who wins The Bachelor? Wow. Well, so so who did? Yeah, I, I, no I don't idea. know. I also like that the grammar's wrong. Who wins the Bachelor? It's like they it's present and past. Like, but that's that's why they're on Yahoo. Right. That's why they're on Yahoo. Right. Not Google. All right. What do you have, John? Compelling. Well, I uh, this is a very recent one for me. I learned this week the uh, utmost hate and frustration people have around the song "Christmas Shoes." Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I wrote a post about it. And as I am want to do, and it was the largest post I've had in five years of stuff Christians like. Wow. Wow. And it was, and I gave five tips of what to do if it comes on and I'd never seen anything like it. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason to it. And so I was very surprised and, and I I talked to um, Jesse earlier about it and he acted like he'd never even heard the song. I've never heard it either. I I, I pulled it up on YouTube and it sounded familiar, but I wouldn't have known Christmas shoes had we not been talking about it. Chad, play a clip. Unbelievable. Sir, I want to buy these shoes for my mama, please. It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size. So the theme is, you know, there's a young boy at a store and he's buying shoes for his mom because she's going to meet Jesus. She's dying, or as Ed, Eddie would say, party time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a good man. Time to exploit and have a party. <laughs> I'm a bad person. Or as Eddie would say, what kind of punch are we going to have? <laughs> and uh, he buys her these shoes or he talks to some, he gets money from somebody, which you can't tell if he's, he, if it's a grift or not. Um, and so he buys these shoes, and, and people universally think this is the worst Christmas song ever written in the history of mankind. Um, but I would argue that there's a new song that's even worse called uh, Where's the Line to See Jesus? What? Um, and in this song, a little boy is at the mall with his mom, yeah. and he sees the line for Santa, and he's confused, and he's kind of like, well, where's the line to see Jesus? And his mom is like, they don't have it. And it's maybe the most... Je- the biggest Jesus toque I've ever seen in my life. Um, I, have, I have a question about that, though. Because, it, like, wh- what is the intent of the song? Like, it, because wouldn't it be kind of sacrilegious to have people line up to see a guy dressed as Jesus and have kids go talk to him as Jesus? Yeah, what would he say? Would he, like, imagine he's baptizing people in the mall, like in the fountain. And he's like, are you Jesus? He's like, yeah, I'm Jesus. Would that kind of weird everybody out just a little bit? That wouldn't yeah, be confusing, so. would it? <laughs> <laughs> who, who did this song? Like, did New Song? Do New this Song did song? it. <laughs> New Song didn't did the Where's the Line to See Jesus. No, they, they, yeah, no, they did the Christmas shoes, right. But I'm yeah, wondering but, who did And somebody from the label commented on the blog and was like, yeah, I laugh every time I fall asleep in the house that song bought me. Like, sucker. You know, I was like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> PFR probably did it. Because they did Goldie's Last Day. Yeah, they probably you know, played Eddie's party, too. Did, yeah. Yeah. All about oh. does it, Eddie, is it, does it matter if it's a dog that dies? Do you still celebrate that? Anything that's died in our vicinity, we have a party for. So. <laughs> you know he played the Monster Mash like a bunch. <laughs> Goldie's Last Day, the Monster Mash, all songs about death. 
It's yeah. funny, actually, for the fir- the only two years of the party, we had friends that were like, we're not coming to this thing. And we're like, ah, oh, come on. It's just we're trying to be fun, you know, whatever. And then after a while, we're like, oh, I get it. Those, <laughs> those, are, the, those are the people we should be friends with. Those are the character people. Upstanding moral character. <laughs> they got it right in this case. Well, I like, too, where you're like, hey, look, I was in show choir, and this is exactly the kind of topic we would have loved. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, and me. All right, that'll do it for uh, Stay tuned. Up next, digital age. listening to Kai Kai, the song is Noel. Our in-studio performance this week is uh, brought to you by Fracture. Fracture is a picture printed directly on glass. It's picture, frame, and mount all in one. Uh, Everything you need to get your photo on your wall comes in the box, and prices start at just $12 for a small size with a variety of sizes to fit every wall. You upload your own picture at FractureMe.com, and if you use coupon code RELEVANT at checkout, you'll get 15% off your first purchase. Uh, great gift idea. Very, very cool thing. Go check it out. FractureMe.com. Promo code RELEVANT. The Digital Age is Mark, Mike D, Jack, and the BWAC, formerly of the David Crowder Band. See, again, why when I went to college did I not just name myself like BWAC? BWAC. <laughs> God, you would have been so successful right now. Uh, the Digital Age released the Rehearsals EP back in June of 2012 and released their first full-length called Evening Morning this past August. Uh, the guys recently came through the studio and performed two songs for us, both of which we filmed and are streaming at Relevant.TV. Here's the first of the songs. It's called Captured. Here's The Digital Age. Love, you've captured me again. Love. You steal my heart And oh, when I reach out You're always there Love, you've captured me again Oh God, you steal
to rescue me. Your love has come to set me free. Your love, love is all I need. Your love. Your love has come to rescue me. Your love has come to set me free. Your love, love is all I need. Your love. That was the digital age. Make sure to check out the video of this performance at relevant.tv. You're listening to Otis Redding. The song is Merry Christmas, Baby. Dr. Tim Elmore is a leading authority on how to understand the next generation and prepare tomorrow's leaders today. He's a best-selling author, international speaker, and president of Growing Leaders, a nonprofit that helps develop emerging leaders under the philosophy that each child is born with leadership qualities. For more than 30 years, he's taught leadership through the power of images and stories that enables young adults to influence others in a positive way. Our very own Jesse Carey recently spoke to him. Here is Dr. Tim Elmore. It seems like there's a real hunger for, you know, not just like leadership, yeah. things that equip with leadership, but that the connection of trends and leadership. Do you... How have you kind of you seen that evolve? You know, where it's no longer just the tried and true leadership principles. That, that's yeah. a factor, but now yeah. it's in the context of a quickly evolving culture. Absolutely. You know, um, one of the images we use to actually talk about this is an image we call Dorothy's Way. Okay. I feel like the picture we get in that classic 1939 movie, The Wizard of Oz, is a great picture of what's happened. First of all, not to borrow too much and make this allegorical, but. Uh, Dorothy is in this black and white state of Kansas that's very flat and predictable. And she goes to this zany, colorful world, Oz, you know, the Emerald City and everything else. Well, um, Dorothy is one of, I think, three kinds of leaders that we see in the land of Oz. There's the Wicked Witch of the West that leads through manipulation. Yeah. You know, just scares the bejeebies out of everybody. In fact, when we were kids growing up watching that movie, we'd have to watch behind the couch with yeah. her eyes peering oh, over because oh, I, yeah, I it was so yeah. scary. And her little assistant monkeys. Even Yes, exactly. Not, yeah. Well, let me play that out. We've all been under leaders who deep down the only motivation they knew how to do was manipulate people. It was about them. People were fearing them more than anything else. And if you remember when the Wicked Witch dies, even her cronies are celebrating, yeah. so, which is not a good sign. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then there's another leader, the, the wizard himself, who Dorothy and her friends get to eventually. Well, he doesn't lead through manipulation. He leads through intimidation. He's actually a good guy, but it's still about power. It's still about, I am Oz, the great empire. There's bellowing fire and smoke. And I think there's a whole bunch of people that are actually good people, but not good leaders. They, um, they think it's about power, and God forbid anybody ever see them sweat. Yeah. So they have this facade up. They're better than the Wicked Witch, but they're still about 
about power and intimidation, and we're all scared of him. And if you remember in that uh, story, Toto pulls back the curtain, and we see that he's a rather normal-looking man who does say, I'm a very good man, I'm a very, very bad wizard. I think there's a truckload of people in the church today. They're good people. They're just not good leaders. Ironically, this little girl from Kansas, Dorothy, is probably the best leader of all because it's about connection, not control. Mm -hmm. She's got these friends, like a scarecrow and a tin man and a cowardly lion, that need things. And so if you think about it, she's leading, she's running point, but she needs them and what they have to offer. Yeah. And even though the scarecrow swears he needs a brain, he's really got one, and Dorothy points it out to him. Yeah. She encourages them, runs point, and eventually they reach their goal. And I know it's, it probably falls apart if you push it any further, but it seems to me the most unlikely person at all of all, Dorothy, was the one that was the best leader in this, in this movie. Well, that's what I was going to say with that analogy, which strikes me as like the first two examples are very intentional. Like, <laughs> yes. And it seems like you know, they, they mm-hmm. wanted to be in the position they were. Yeah. And again, if I'm taking the analogy too far, you can stop yeah, me. Yeah, but, sure. but it seems like, uh, and two, maybe their motivations, and, and again, I don't want to read too yeah. far into it, but is ultimately keeping their position Absolutely. like they've arrived into a position no of, of power and they want to stay there yeah and one uses fear one uses intimidation yeah but dorothy seems reluctant yeah and exactly and that's why i think it's a great picture i'm so glad you brought this up i think the leader that's winsome today is the leader that isn't aspiring perhaps to to lead and you think good that's probably what makes you safe it's it's what's happening in washington dc right now this power thing going back and forth and i don't care what party you're from you're going stop it yeah yeah stop it let's do what's best for this nation so here's how i like to summarize it dorothy yeah she's more uh, concerned with doing the job not keeping a job yeah it's about exploration Let's go on a journey and explore, not intimidation or manipulation. Mm -hmm. And all along the way, she's the most unlikely person because she doesn't feel qualified. She's she's a girl. That's politically incorrect. She's a female. And she's young. Yeah, she's a child. So, So everything about her screams no. But it was about connection, not control. And I think that's what we gotta be about today. So 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 a twofold follow up. Okay. Like, how do you recognize if you're to the bad kind and to yeah. or you're the Dorothy where you're you know you're reluctantly being put because I feel like yeah. a lot of those people if you were to ask some people that are yeah. the wicked witch style they wouldn't know that yeah you know? self-awareness would be down yeah yeah and, right. but but even in even the person that is may, that's reluctant may not recognize oh I'm being pushed into a mm-hmm. leadership role so mm-hmm. on both sides of those uh, how would how do you how do you instruct people yeah. to recognize those tendencies? You know the first thing that comes to my mind is I think these new kinds of leaders that we're talking about are summoned to lead. Not by a person, necessarily, but by a problem. Mm-hmm. In other words, I don't think they even start out their journey oftentimes thinking, I'm going to lead 10,000 people in this great cause now. I think they want to solve a problem. It's Jason Russell and Invisible Children. I think he had no idea what was going to happen with Coney 2012 and Invisible Children and all, everything that's happened over the last decade. But I think it was a problem that they thought, somebody needs to do something about that. Yeah. And as they move toward it, they are permission givers to others that say, you know, I'm glad you're doing something. We were all thinking somebody ought to do something about yeah. that. But doesn't, isn't that inviting to it, though? Absolutely. You and I just sitting here, would I'd follow that kind of a leader. He just wants to do something. And now others collect along the way. And pretty soon it's this movement. And it's not necessarily a, 
an official organization, although it could be. It's nothing wrong with that, but it's a movement that started with a problem that needed to be solved. And so it sounds like one of the prime, one of the initial things is just the ability to take some sort of initiative and recognize mm-hmm. no a problem. No doubt about it. Yeah. I know that sounds probably very pithy and cliche, but I always say to students, it's, it's you getting up off your butt, pardon me, and just doing something. So when we're in front of students, we often say this on college campuses, leaders do two things. They solve problems and they serve people. They solve problems and they serve people. If you do that, number one, you're employable. Anybody out there listening that needs a job, that makes you way more employable. But two, it starts to make you influential because yeah. those kind of people are the people that get followed. And, and it's biblical, too. I mean, Absolutely. that's the model that we have. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. yeah. I mean, to, I guess it, you don't always hear Jesus' problem solver but ultimately that's what it is he solved the problem of sin the the number one problem we had yeah Yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah the ultimate problem yeah so i love that picture i'm glad you brought that back around he is the ultimate leader yeah he's being followed by more (laughs) people than anybody else that ever touched the earth and yet i don't think power is ever something he he pursued it was a byproduct of of serving again this sounds very cliche but if we just get back to it was about meeting needs and serving And now power comes with that, and I wasn't even looking for it. That was Dr. Tim Elmore. You can find out more about his Habitude series at growingleaders.com. You're listening to Sufjan Stevens. The song is Christmas in the Room. Love Sufjan. I mean, okay, I, he's classic Christmas yeah, yeah. albums. Right. Yeah. Too, too many songs. I don't know. I just, I like them. There's just too many. Like when there's 24, like many, on a CD. But there's more than that. He's recorded like 60 Christmas songs. And like some yeah. of them are amazing and some of them are not. And so they dilute each it's other. It's kind of like Bing Crosby. Well, and it's and here's the thing. He's almost, I, I don't know the exact number, but it seems like he's put out more Christmas songs then he has, you know, original songs. Right. I think you're right. In his career. Like, will he be more remembered for making Christmas music than making his own original music? I don't know. I like Sufjan a lot. I don't want people to think I don't like Sufjan. I like, I like it. And that's, no, but, but no, but that's a good observation, though. It's just, it's just like, almost like, you yeah. know, like cut, cut the 47 tracks down to like a solid 30 and it's better, right? Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. I, I feel you. Yeah. Like we're all on the same page. No, I all never right. should have played that song. <laughs> what, what were you thinking? What were you? Well, at least you didn't play forty-seven of them. Yeah. I mean, you played one, a good one. We got two weeks left. That's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the podcast is long, but it's not that long. Um, yeah. So the digital age came through our studio. Uh, they were on tour, and they they came through and they brought us uh, they brought us barbecue, which we appreciated. They hung That's out, great, and yeah. Treated the staff to to a nice nice time. It was awesome. So they uh, they treated the staff to some old David Crowder band stories as well. I wasn't like, there I can't, for that. I can't... Like about the crazy days? I can't say anything about that, but I'm just going to let you know they've got some interesting stories. Not about David, but just like things that happened to them as a band on the road. And uh, Ooh, it was pretty pretty hilarious. They had they were reading some old emails that they've received and things like that. They had our, our whole entire staff like in stitches laughing. Awesome. It was so much fun. We had That's a great awesome. time with those guys. They're, they're, a, they're a blast. Well, here's the second song they performed. It's called All the Poor and Powerless. Here is... The digital age. I 
That was the Digital Age. Make sure to get their new album called Evening Morning at thedigitalagemusic.com and everywhere music sold. Without a sword, no armored guard, but common born in mother's arms, the government now rests upon the shoulders of this baby son. You're listening to John Mark McMillan. The song is Baby Son. Baby Son. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week, we asked you what should be done to incentivize DC Talk to reunite. The world needs a DC Talk reunion. At least just one show. Two of the three people have said they'd be down. With the DC Talk uh, down, reunion. Down, down. Down with the DC Talk That's reunion. One, one isn't. And we thought, well, so this isn't a money issue. They're all successful in their own right, continue to be. So what could be done to get DC Talk to reunite for us? Um, so you guys went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You guys hit us up on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast, and you post it on our Facebook page. Here's a few of our favorites. Uh, Benjamin said that uh, maybe, Cameron, that all that's holding old um, T-Mac back from the reunion is he's waiting for a public apology for the whole snub watch scandal what that is, is that what's a snub watch scandal that was before john and i <laughs> yeah the, in uh 2004 we had an entire year where toby mack was repeatedly and very obviously snubbing me <laughs> and so after a while it got to be so obvious i started posting about it on our website uh, in what ways like he would invite your staff to his farm and not you no it was like uh i'd be talking to him exchanging pleasantries he would turn his back to me in the middle of the conversation we would be walking. No, we, would, really? we would walk toward each other in a mall he would see me in this peripheral and go the other way what? you're lying How, why were you in the same vicinity all the time did you live in the same place no industry events nashville atlanta various places but like you're like hey so where do you get your hats and he turns his back on you just he would look at me and turn around. He would look at you to let you know that he heard you. I oh, do yeah. see you. He's giving you a penny as a tip because that's the worst. And and he knew, like we had been introduced, we knew each other and Relevant had started at that point and we were in similar circles and all that stuff to the point that during a Christian industry event called CBA or now it's called ICRS, um, I, I was there and it happened like, it's like a three-day event and every day there was a different thing that he did to visibly snub me. And so I started like posting updates on our website about it so <laughs> apparently his label called our office like what i don't know what like what is you know i'm so, we're so sorry cameron's upset da, da, da. and and you know so my office is calling me like what are you doing anyway i get a voicemail like a few days later and it's a, a nashville number i don't have in my phone and i'm going i am not answering this call you know so <laughs> so it's a national number and i listen to the voicemail i couldn't even listen to it i had maya listen to it and, and, and I heard the opening sentence. It was like, yo, 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 Cameron, this is T-Mac. Yo, why you got my label's panties up in a wad? Da, 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 da. And it went on from there. And I couldn't, like, I couldn't even listen to it. You, could, so, wait, you could listen to it just because. I, he was afraid. I, I was afraid. I didn't know. I didn't know where it was going. I didn't want to know. Maya listened to it. I never, I, to this day, I've never heard more than what I just 
recited. Anyway, I don't think you need to hear more. The Toby that. Max, <laughs> yeah, yo yo, why you got my labels paintings up in the wad? So we could have known this a while ago that this isn't going to happen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the fact that relevant once. Yeah. I was like, oh, look at this is why. Yeah, <laughs> got I, well, yeah, they, they nailed it. The first, the literally the first response nailed it. I, I am the single reason. Yeah. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm yeah. sorry, world. I am the linchpin holding back. A DC Talk reunion. Anyway, so uh, there's way more to the story, and there were way more specific instances of snubbings. Um, That's weird. I've always have... heard he's a great guy. Yeah, I mean, me I've too. never met him. Yeah, well, uh, if, if if his jumping around and rapping is any indication, he's a wonderful man. Maya was at a um, at a Starbucks in Franklin mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago and was standing in line behind somebody and 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 was you know waiting to order and the person was ordering and it was like I want to. It's one of those like seven minute orders with the you know half steam phone of purple. I don't like when they specify a temperature. That is garbage and all that stuff. And and Maya literally, I wasn't with her. She told me she's like, I literally noticed the order. Like this is the most elaborate prima donna order of Starbucks I've ever heard. She turns, it's it's Toby Mac. Oh god, this is not helping. And so she says, so she says to him, she's they're waiting for the pick up their order, and she's like, Hey, I, um, Mr. Mac, um, you know, my my name's Maya. I believe you know my husband, Cameron Strang, and he goes. Oh yeah, why you know you know oh. and like he recounted like all the snubbings. He totally knew what he was doing. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. He totally knows. So really, step one is getting you and T Mac to in a to, room to drop yeah. this invisible feud. Yeah. So, but this was literally like almost ten years ago, and and uh. it's not a feud because I thought it was hilarious. N- number two, and and Tyler is having lunch with Toby next like next week, week. and I'm like I. I should what if what go. if it's what if it's just him talking about the snubbings for the entire lunch? He just needed to vent to somebody. You should send Tyler yeah. with a fedora. He's like, listen, I had to get this off my chest for ten oh, years now. I'm a fedora glad this lunch of forgiveness. Yeah, a fedora of forgiveness. Of forgiveness. <laughs> yes. A peace offering. Wow. Anyway, yeah. so well, I, I P- Pete, longtime listener, uh, said, put a quote from Kevin Max that said, "We definitely are working on a new album. Expect something from us in 14." So I what? What Pete quoted that from Kevin Max. So Pete, it would be helpful if you. You could just hop on your own comment and source that. Well, they, they all three of them were at the uh, whatever the thing is here in Orlando, in Disney, Disney yeah. and they all posed for a picture together oh, yeah. with Toby one of their hung, gold records. Toby hung out with all of us. Did he not call you? <laughs> no. oh, Yet again. But there was, there, was a little, there was a little talk going around at that point where they were saying there might be, we're, we're, we might be working on the, something in the future. But there's nothing concrete yeah, yet. Those guys can't be in the same state without everybody right. going like, oh, speculating. this, the this yeah. is happening. I kind of like Paul Caspers on Twitter. He said, relevant podcast crew were mean to Jesse Carey in his Sky Mall game. DC yeah. Talk won't consider reunion plans until they apologize. Hashtag, wow. hashtag love is a verb. Yeah. <laughs> and Tony Kelly uh, responded to the question of the week by saying, I'm with you, Jesse. Guts was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks, Tony. <laughs> Super helpful. <laughs> so, there we have it. So, I guess. So, no, no helpful ideas. Well, I kind of, I actually, like, I think Emily Strong uh, wrote a, a really good one. It was kind of like the do the five iron frenzy thing where the fans just kind of take over. Create a website and a countdown and go to the message board. Relevant publishes a feature on it right. years before the album actually <laughs> right. comes DC out. DC Talk is on the cover, yeah. you know, that kind Fabricate of interviews. Just with, way ahead yeah. of the curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just make it so that they're forced to address the rumors. I think at the end of the day, the only way this is going to happen is if the fans incite a, a riot. So, All right, well, that, that'll do it for uh, your feedback. So, so the conclusion is we need to just take, take up the cross on our own mm-hmm. and, and, and bear it. The fans must just absolutely insist it and go crazy. I like it. We'll do it. Okay. 
It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Okay, sadly, uh, our, our our dear friend John Acuff is having to leave, so so he can't be here for this week's question of the week. So we'll do something that's probably about him. Good, so. good. Do it something about like most inappropriate party you've ever been to. <laughs> awesome. How many people had to die so that you could have this party? <laughs> I only go to, in my defense, I only go to kidnap parties. <laughs> yeah, I, ha- I have a line I won't cross. <laughs> yeah, it, I'll do home invasion, but oh, murder, man. man. Woo. Too much, too far. <laughs> All right, well, see you, see you next week, John. All right, guys, later. Bye, John. See All right, so this week's question of the week, um, you know, he's just left the room, so he doesn't know, but it, I, I kind of think that that's the way to go. It's a great it's, idea. It's holiday season. It's uh, a lot of parties going on. Yeah. You know, um, we want to know, what's the weirdest party you've <laughs> ever been to? <laughs> and my friends can just go ahead and say the party <laughs> that Bree and I had before we got a conscience. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, head over to our podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Tell us about the weirdest party you've ever been to. Uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast or our Facebook page. Many thanks to Digital Age for coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, their new album is called Evening Morning. It came out in late August, and uh, it's, it's spectacular. Uh, check it out at the digitalagemusic.com or follow them on Twitter at the underscore digital underscore age. Also, videos of those two performances will be on relevant.tv and the relevant YouTube channel. Go check them out. It's youtube.com slash relevant magazine. You got to get Chad underscore Michael underscore, by the way. <laughs> That's where the money's You got to cover all your bases. Yeah, if you're really going to cash out on this thing. And thanks also to Tim Elmore for talking to us. Uh, make sure to check out his website, growingleaders.com. Lots of great resources there. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I am Eddie underscore Cuffles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jesse Carey. Hard to say. For Tad Michael Snavely, we'll see you next week. For listening to the relevant podcast go follow us on twitter at relevant podcast and for more great content check out relevantmagazine.com where's my other shoe eddie